The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan. It's 2021. We said we'd be back after the Super Bowl. We're back after the Super Bowl. I'm excited. There might be baseball. We're going to try to keep a positive attitude for a bit. And here's what I'm going to do for the people, because here's what the people want. Right now, I'm going to crack a vodka soda. And we're really going to spice this up. I'm going to take an eyedropper of THC tincture at the beginning of this show, and we'll see how we're going by the end of the show. Oh, it's a party now. And I did not tell Nick I was doing any of this beforehand. <laughs> so, did there not. we go. Oh, yeah. Mm, it's in there. And, but I am prepared in case things do get a little hectic. I, I do have a chewy bar with me in case I get hungry. You got the three major groups covered. Alcohol, weed, and food. <laughs> yeah. You're all set. <laughs> Welcome to quarantine. <laughs> I'm ready to go. I was built for this shit. How are you doing? I'm good, man. The off season flew by for for not really doing anything this winter. I really feel like it was just yesterday where I was wasted up in Hoboken having the maybe the most miserable Skype call I've ever had with anybody <laughs> talking to you after we'd gotten beaten by the Rays. That legitimately feels like last week to me. And boom, we're back. Happy New Year, like I was saying to you. It feels like the new year, the rebirth. It's spring, starting to get a little lighter. We got baseball on the way. Like, I feel like a new person. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when the season ends, you do a full, like, you know, you got you unplug, which is smart. I try to do that. I unplug from baseball, and I just, I could fill my day with a shit ton of other stuff because I have a one-year-old running around, biting stuff. So... I, um, the off season itself felt like it was like, it was very stop start. It was like, oh, and a lot of it is us. And it's, I think, you know, as I think of like my themes for like every season, my big theme, I think for this year is going to be that Yankee fans, like we do this to ourselves. It's all ourselves. 
any kind of like, oh, hey, you know, like we'll see an article and be like, well, that's what the Yankees are doing. And it's not even from like ESPN or the Daily News. So it'll just be like some jerk off blogger. And we're just like, that's what's going to happen. So I'm saying right now, before the 2021 season starts, before the offseason is technically over, the New York Yankees have not said that we're going to get a all-star superstar shortstop next offseason. So let's put that out of our head. I don't want anyone to say, but wait till next year if things start going awry. 2021, we got to win a World Series in 2021 because it's going to be a World Series this year. Last year was not a World Series, as I've said. And now it's like, let's just focus on the fucking guys we got. Yes, there'll be trades, hopefully. But don't start thinking about, like, Machado, Harper. We've done this to ourselves a billion times. Yeah, I think people use that as a crutch. It's like a mental weakness where, you know, it's almost like insurance. Oh, well, if we don't win this year, no, it's not if we don't win. Like, we are going to win this year. We have to win this year. They have a great team, and it's nice to come in every February. It's nice to have a Yankees podcast because you always know we're going to be in it. Like, there's never going to be a year we're on here like, oh, it's a rebuilding year. We have no shot this year. Every single year, we have a shot to win the whole thing. We had a rebuilding, uh, like, Sunday – no, Saturday brunch. That our rebuild was Friday night. A Rod retired. We went into rebuilding. Aaron Judge hit a home run. <laughs> like that's exactly what happened. Like because I was at that game on Saturday night, uh, on Friday night, and was like, oh well, that's the end of an era because I loved A Rod. And then I got a message in the morning that said Aaron Judge is here. So I broke that news. And then I went and I had brunch at the Hard Rock Cafe. At Yankee Stadium, as one does. And then Aaron Judge and home run. And then we're back. So there is no, like, uh, you know, sluggish year coming up. Because, like, we've got Garrett Cole. You can't. There is no rebuilding. Exactly. He's 30 years old. To me, I'm looking at a two-year window. Judge has two years of control. Sanchez has two years of control. Garrett Cole's 30. We have a lot of guys. Look, DJ's 32 turning 33, and we've talked about this a lot. This is not a super young team. They're probably about average in terms of average age, but they have a decent amount of guys that are 29, 30, 31, and, and over. So this is it for me. I mean, 20, a two-year window. 2017, we were young and young and dumb enough to maybe win. Now we're not. We could be old, mature and old enough to win, but not young and dumb. I mean, and, you know, the call contract, I've said all along, is two windows. There's the current window. Then there will be, towards the end of his career, I imagine, another window, another push. Like, there will be a down year somewhere in the middle, probably. There might be a little – it's funny. I feel like we'll be – I don't know. I'll be 35. I'll have a one- or a two-year-old kid, and Garrett Cole will be that old, wise veteran that yeah. CC was. Jason Dominguez will be up hitting bombs. It'll be – it'll feel like a whole new era. You'll have Glaber as an older statesman at that point. Yeah, if you think of – like you said CC. Like CC came in. We are in a window. We only got one in that. And then towards the end, in another window. So – I'm excited. I want to get back to going to baseball games. I mean, that's the biggest thing is, you know, I get it. It's a boring sport on TV. And it's also not worth it for, like, what we put our bodies through in terms of just, like, the stress and the fucking yelling and hitting things. And, you know, not in a violent way, but just like, ah, fuck. It's not worth it if I can't go there. If I'm just doing that at home, it's psychotic. 
<laughs> you know, I need the trip to the Bronx to balance it out. You put in all of the work at home so you can enjoy those rocking nights in the Bronx in October. That's what it's all about. It's our Christmas, whatever analogy you want to use. That's what it's all about, going to the stadium. And I'm not expecting to go to a bunch of games with 50,000 people, but I am expecting to be in a ballpark this year, whether it's Yankee Stadium, whether I have to go to some hick place where they're letting in fans in the Midwest or the South or somewhere. I will, I will get to a New York Yankees game this year in person 100%. So I told you before this, so I mean, this will come out Wednesday. I get my first dose of the vaccine on Thursday. So I am, I think they say it's like three weeks, then like two weeks after that. So I'm like, I'm five weeks away from being able to spit in people's mouths. What is it for you? So I could tell you that honestly, without a vaccine, I would not go to a major sporting event. That's just me. I have a, you know, I have a one-year-old, you know, I have a wife. So that's a different thing. But I think regardless of whether people are vaccinated or not, you open Yankee Stadium to half capacity, you're filling that half capacity. People don't give a fuck. They're dying to get back there. Oh, 100% because you have people like me that will just go and want to go. But you also have a lot of people out there that, and we won't get into this, but don't really acknowledge COVID. They don't think it's real. Whatever. They don't want to wear masks. So you get all those people that will definitely go. And then you get people like me that just want to go go to a baseball game. So, yeah, I think they'll definitely fill half capacity. Obviously, they're going to be using Yankee Stadium as a vaccination site for a while. And, you know, the Yankees are shoving these ticket ads down our throat. Oh my god. <laughs> like oh, oh it's like every fucking other email I get. Last chance. Uh, it's always the last chance. <laughs> and the season tickets and and April they'll be like, "Oh, this April 8th game, a Tuesday night against the White Sox." I mean, you got to be shitting me. You think we're going to have fans in April. I mean, look, they're reporting the spring training next week. They're planning on playing 162. What is your prediction in terms of number of games and kind of what we're going to get baseball wise this season. So I had to like, I didn't fully understand like what was going on. Like what was the difference between last year and this year? You know, like, you know, more people are getting sick, more people are dying than this time a year ago. And so I didn't understand like how we were even, how moving forward right now on time was even an option. Cause when I saw the league say, let's push it back a month, we'll play like 150 ish, whatever. We'll add in some doubleheaders, but we're going to pay you for 162. I was like, we're good. That sounds good. Now, the um, players associations obviously saying, like, we don't want to do that because that sets us up. Like, they're not worried about – the players association isn't just worried about this year. They're worried about the collective bargaining agreement. So I think they're going to go. Like, I think we're going to see 162 games. I think we're going to – uh, I think there will be like the caveat where they say like, well, you know, if every team doesn't, you know, play enough games, because there are going to be delays. There are going to be games that get canceled. Another Marlins situation, another Cardinal situation. I hope it's not that bad because I feel like in the NBA, like they've had them. They've had games that have to get moved. I just saw I, I don't watch hockey at all, but I saw it's like the Blues and like the Coyotes are playing each other in seven straight games. Because they're playing in like four divisions, you're only playing in your division, and due to like rescheduling of stuff, that's just how it broke up. So we're adding in compared to last year. Like last year, because you were staying in your region, it was like, you know, the Yankees came to Philly, didn't do anything, went to Baltimore, you know, kind of bouncing around. 
you can't do that as much with cross-country flights in play. So that's going to be interesting to see how they get to 162. Because, like, I think teams are going to lose home games, essentially. Like, if the Yankees are supposed to go to Oakland and they're in Oakland and a game or two gets missed, the Yankees only go to Oakland once a year. So those games will have to be made up in the Bronx, you know? So I think we'll see some weirdness with that. But the Players Association wants their money, which I understand. Um, so I think they're just going to push through because the commissioner also can't – like Manfred can't stop the season as long as the other sports are playing. That's the what the issue is. You can't say – you know, Arizona as like a state said – or like Scottsdale, whatever it was like, don't come here, please – we don't want spring training right now. Delay it a month. But you can't say that and have the Suns playing. It's almost reverse from last year because last year baseball was going to be the first sport and everybody was kind of waiting to see what baseball is going to do. Whereas this year, all the other leagues have figured it out. They're playing there in full swing and baseball is kind of last. You mentioned last year playing in the bubble. I think one thing nobody's really talking about is we're going to get to beat up on the Central this year. We're going to get to play the Royals, who we didn't get to play last last year. We're going to get to play yeah. these bad teams. Whereas last year, and I got sick of it, every week we're playing the Blue Jays. Every week we're, we're playing the Red Sox. It kind of got boring, and I think that was one of the many of the reasons that the season wasn't as fun. I'm excited to get to go some play some of these bad teams in the West, in the Central, that we didn't get to beat up on last year. You get that, and also like when it gets to the playoffs – I'm like, I don't know who's on any of these fucking teams. You know, like, I don't have, I have whatever, MLB TV, but like, I've downgraded to just the Yankee package because, and it's not a financial thing. It's just, there is nothing that can be happening in another game that isn't going to be like, we're breaking in live on MLB network. You know, that I give a fuck. If a guy has a perfect game in the ninth inning, I don't give a shit. If I mean, two guys have a perfect game against each other, They'll throw that on MLB. I'll give a fuck. Dueling perfect games, ninth inning. They throw it on MLB Network. But you know what? That's the kind of thing that happens in, like, Oakland. And I'm asleep. I've been asleep for a while. So, you know, it's, um, yeah. Like, I, I, I want to get back to that. I, you know, I'm still holding out hope. I think we both are on the, you know, Yankees Philly schedule. Like, they have games and we're hoping to be there. So, you know, keeping the schedule as is, is kind of nice. Cause that's really, like, I don't give a shit. Like, go out there and play 120 games. It makes more sense than 162. But just give me the schedule. Let me plan my life a little bit. Cause that's what was derailed. Like, my body works on, like, I think if you just, if you played baseball when you were younger to a certain level, and that level is probably just high school, there's a feeling. There's the day you walk outside and you're like, oh man, this is long toss weather, you know? Yeah. And your body just starts to go through a chain. Now you're not physically getting ready to play baseball like you used to, but you just start, you're like, and cause your habits, you go from like, oh wow, we can throw outside. Oh, I'm hitting off a tee, whatever it is, has evolved over time to like, oh, all right. Like for me, it's like, oh, I should probably drop about 10, 15 pounds. I'm about to start eating on camera. You know, like when we were, uh, like going, when the world shut down, we were on our way, like we were about to get on a plane. I Not was, dead. 
I was pretty chiseled up at that point. Like I'm not like cut, <laughs> but I'm saying like for yeah, me, yeah. I was ca- I was ready for a weekend of being on camera. I hadn't eaten a carb in over a month at that point. You I didn't not locked in for that. I, I had no idea. I do it you, like went on a diet before spring. I training. do it for I do it every season. I do it before oh, okay. every season because. I know I'm going to go and drink a billion beers and eat a billion slices of pizza late night. And like, you know, I try to work out in time, but like life gets in the way. And when I'm going to be on camera, like I've been on camera for Barstool. When you're on camera for Barstool, you get the nickname Fat Face JJ. (laughs) And you got to fucking fight that. You got to fight that every day. Every time I'm on camera. Yeah. My motivation is just not to be called fat on the internet. No, that that's fair enough. One guy that a lot of people refer to as fat and lazy. That's that's Gary Sanchez. It's a fat and lazy and, guy. And Brian Cashman recently ripped the shit out of him. I, I mean, I mean, I'm this is about so. I'm so. Anyone who talked about like Cashman's got to go over time. Anyone who ever wondered when he made these statements that you're about to t- tell us about, I was like, I will, I will, I will murder for you, Brian Cashman. I will murder for you. I think the whole world knows why he was benched, Cashman said. Whether he was told directly or not, I'm not saying he was or wasn't, but the manager's lineup card is an announcement in itself each day. You have to earn your keep to stay on that card. Whether he was told directly or not, I don't care. It's self-awareness at that point. You had a horrible year and lost your job at the most important time of the season. I'm not sure if an explanation is necessary. It is what it is, and your play speaks for itself. You play well enough to keep playing or you don't look, I've been following the Yankees since I don't know, I was six, seven, eight, or whatever. This is as intense, as direct of a quote as I have ever heard Brian Cashman say about any player. And it almost feels like, you know, Cashman was defending this guy to the death after twenty eighteen. He had a horrible year. He had to play in Tampa where he didn't hustle. He has stood by this guy, he's pointed to his exit velocity, he's pointed to this. We believe in this guy. And I think he's kind of just at a point where it's like I, I can't defend it anymore. These young guys, and they're not young anymore, and we're going to talk about Aaron Judge, and I've brought up stuff with him in the past. They're getting a little fucking out of pocket, you know? Yes, 100%. And I get it. I'm now a different generation because I'm 35. I turn 36 next week. My bar is Derek Jeter. On the field, off the field is Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, and I get it. 99% of people are not going to hit that bar. But if you're the Kraken, you get a nickname, you get all that, you're telling me that you are vying for that spot. You're a challenger, you know, for the belt. And going out and saying, I don't know why I got benched, you know, shit like that. Like, you can get fucked. And that's exactly what Cashman did because to do that, to go out there on your own, that's not about the team. That's about you. And it's an ignorant statement in general. Like in ge- it, like you're dumb to say that, to even to think that, if that's what you actually think. But to say it is you've stabbed – like you have now at that point stabbed anyone who's defended you in the back. You're, you're stabbing your teammate Higgy in the back. Like – that's what it is. That guy showed up every day, earned his spot, and got it. I get it. It's tough to lose your position. But you're still, like, you made these comments in the offseason, still having that spot to come back to. We weren't going into spring training 
with Higgy as our starter. Gary Sanchez is walking in there as a starter, whether he makes that comment or not, but it's closer to not for making that comment. And I'm glad that Brian Cashman spoke up because we got a bunch of guys who are talking a lot of shit, getting a little out of fucking pocket who are not performing. You're exactly right. It, it, you know, they're wearing the hat, they're wearing the Yankee uniform, and they kind of think everything's just going to fall into place for them. And let's talk about the manager for a second, because this was a shot at Aaron Boone. And say what you want about Aaron Boone, but he has absolutely coddled Gary this entire time. He's, yeah. he's defended him. Part of the reason they brought Boone in is they thought they would he would connect with him better than Girardi did. I mean, Boone has done everything, tiptoeing around Gary, coddling him. And then Gary goes out and says this. It's like, man, what, what were you thinking? And look, there were, if you want to go back to when he was in the minors, and I'm talking 17, 18, 19, it's almost a decade ago, but there were maturity questions and there were, there were some attitude questions. And dude, you, you hit 120. You hit 120. What is there to talk about? What are we doing here? Yeah. And I, I know it's very early, but Jason Dominguez is getting into Gary. I need play. I need him playing in a game, a single A, short season, rookie ball, anything. But I need this guy playing in a game because if I watch him take one more fucking bomb off a batting practice pitch in the Dominican Republic with like a goat over the fence or whatever it is, like <laughs> let like let me see him fucking knock a guy. Around. I'm not saying that he's not going to knock people around, but let's like give me that. Give me like put him on a professional field in the United States of America. He's 18 now. He can get a driver's license. And let me see him hit off live pitching. Yeah, need to see him in a game because we've been watching these highlights. for We signed him two years ago, so we've been watching these same five YouTube clips that everybody likes tweeting yeah. out of taking BP. I've never seen him catch or throw a ball in my life. No, just hitting, just hitting. <laughs> and what's, isn't he supposed to be a center fielder? Center fielder, yeah. Center fielder future never caught a ball. Aaron Judge, MVP without an MVP. Gold glove without a gold glove. Jason Dominguez, center fielder. Mickey Mantle without a glove. That's that's great. You brought up Judge. Uh, we just watched the Super Bowl. Judge was at the Super Bowl. He was in a box with uh, Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, Michael Rubin, part owner of the Sixers and owner of Fanatics, Meek Mill, a rapper, A-Rod, and Shaq. So here's my take. A-Rod and Shaq are probably two of the biggest athletes that are just addicted to the spotlight. Like yeah. they have to be noticed. They have to be on TV. They have to be saying something. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but but that's how they are. The, the way that the Yankee writers always talk about Judge, they, they make him sound like he's this you know, quiet, humble guy that's under the radar. And, and there's a quote in the uh, Inside the Empire book where it's like, you know, you got Judge and Stanton. Stanton puts on a button down after the game and goes to a club. Judge puts on a hoodie after the game and goes across the street and gets a slice of pizza. And that is not what I'm seeing right now. No. I'm seeing a guy that wants the spotlight. Aaron Judge is not the guy that he gets portrayed to be. He was for years. Aaron Judge became a different guy. He had, I'm going to get, you know, every once in a while I got thrown a wrestling term. His heel turn was, I shouldn't be on the IL. I'm healthy. To only come back for a half a game and go out with the same injury. And this is when it became, it, and, you know, I alluded to it with Gary. This is like, this is a me game. He's becoming a me guy. Now, A-Rod? I would assume vaccinated because he was at the inauguration. Shaq, I assume TNT, TBS, whatever channel it is, is pulling some strings. I don't know if he's definitely vaccinated or not, but probably close. 
Robert Kraft is a billionaire and a billion years old, probably vaccinated. Michael Rubin, I don't know. Whoever else was in there. I think J-Lo was there, probably vaccinated because she performed at the inauguration. And it's not necessarily about that. It's not about the people who are in there. In a time when you have played 28 games, barely 28 games, would have probably only played 28 games if it was a full regular season because of the rib. You don't need to go across the street. I get it. They're playing the Super Bowl across the street. I get it. Maybe someone invited you. Also, though, if you go, don't post a picture of it. You fucking idiot. Like, don't post for pictures. Don't post. Did, did he post a picture with Shaq? Like, he posted. So on there was Instagram. a picture. There was one picture with all of them. And there, there was one picture with just him and Shaq. But, but you know, when five guys like that get together, they're all going to want to post it. Like, once those five or six of them are in a box together, like, there's going to be a picture. When I see, when I see a nice ass, nice, nice breasts, I want to grab them, but I don't. <laughs> Cause it's not what you're supposed to do. No. You're like, that's a great point. And I don't have a, I don't have a problem. Like, you know, people are saying, oh, they weren't wearing masks. Like to me, this isn't, this isn't a COVID thing. This, this is just, how do you want to be portrayed? And like you said, he played, he played 28 games. You, you did nothing. You did essentially nothing last year. He had a nice hot start to the season, got injured and was essentially for all intents and purposes done for the year. I mean, like you said, it should be head down and it, and it is an image thing. Cause you use the Jeter example. If, if Jeter played 28 games in a season, the Yankees got bounced in the first round. You would not see him posing for pictures at the Super Bowl. You just wouldn't. And I don't have a problem with it. These guys can do what they want. They're millionaires. I'm not going to tell them what to do, but not a great look. Like, so it's not on his Instagram. I don't know if he posted it to his story. I, you know, I saw that it was posted and that, you know, that annoyed me because when you look at – I mean, do I think, same scenario, Derek Jeter is at that Super Bowl? Probably. Is he in a picture that we see? Fuck no. Like, you just have to be smarter. And I don't know if it's like now he's the young – well, he's you know the young superstar. So like Shaq wants to take a picture. You take a picture with Shaq because he's Shaq or A-Rod or whatever. But like you have to be – like you're a grown ass man, and when they're like, "Yo, let's get a picture," you have to maybe look at the situation and just be like, "Listen, yo, I shouldn't," you know, like ah, and I, maybe Shaq's gonna call you a nerd, but also like Shaq's been there, like he's gone through this. Shaq's played himself into shape, like he's seen the criticism. These older guys get it. It's just, I think it's extremely tone deaf. Because if he comes yeah, down, and it's also if if he comes down and doesn't have a killer season, like. What the fuck are we doing? It's the, it's the crowd too. It's the look at me crowd. That is a specific type of person that you're hanging out with. People that need to be on TV all the time. People that need to be in the news. A, a rapper. It's just like, to me, that's not, that's not, if you wanted, like, it, it would have been different to me if he just had, I don't know, a box with his Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. I've been trying to find out if he posted it or not. I am blocked by Aaron Judge on Twitter. What? I am blocked by Aaron Judge. Wow, he's seen all the juice. <laughs> Breaking news. I stand by everything I said about him. Wow. He blocked you. He knows yep. who you are. Yeah, I broke the news of him coming up. I can't wait to break the news of him fucking going out of town. No, like, listen, I hope for the best for him. I hope he, you know, makes it, makes things happen. But, 
he's just, he's not setting himself up. Like it's not, if you're a rational thinking adult, it's not easy to, to cheer for him with those actions. Yeah, and I want it on the record. I, I love everybody that plays for the Yankees. I love Aaron Judge. I hope he hits 60 homers, et cetera. But this is not what we were sold. This is not when he came up and, you know, he's adopted and his parents are teachers and he's super humble and he's quiet. Like this is, this is not the dream that I was sold. And, and, and look, it was premature, but everyone was like, he's, he's similar to Jeter because he's quiet and he doesn't say anything. And he was like that in 2017, but he hit those 52 homers. And, and look, fame. Four and years money ago. Changes everybody. Yeah, four years ago. But, but that's probably, I mean, you mentioned the heel turn this year, but that's probably when it started. And, and I remember 2018 showing up and he got, he switched from, I guess, Under Armour to Adidas. He started showing a little more emotion, which is fine, but this is not what we were sold. Let's just say the exact same situation. Clint Frazier's in that picture. Oh my God, he's getting torched. Torched. Gold Glove finalist last year. Exact same situation. Torched. No, you're right. Absolutely torched. So, like, it's, if he had MVP awards, if he had a World Series, if he had a Gold Glove, like, maybe it's a different story. But it's not like he has not been a phenomenal baseball player. And I don't give a fuck about his F war. Like, well, if you look at the exit velocity, you multiply it by the steps that he takes (laughs) from base to base. The guy is a huge monster who strikes out all the time, doesn't hit enough home runs for his size or for his height, is injured all the time, and is now becoming a me guy who blocks, who blocks his fans. You mentioned, you mentioned the accolades, the lack of accolades. To me, it's just about the number of games. Like, if he had played 50 out of the 60 games last year and had, had a great postseason, even if they didn't win, yeah, that, that's fine for me. I'm not going to judge an individual, I'm not going to hold an individual player accountable for not winning a championship or something. But dude, you didn't play at all. And I still, we'll get into spring training. I had PTSD from last year when he showed up and, and we found out that he was hiding that injury. Like, I'm not even convinced he's going to show up healthy next week. Would it surprise you at all if he comes in and it's, oh, my knee had been a little tweaked all off season, but you know, it's barking a little bit today and we're going to give him a day. Like, I am so scarred from all these spring training injuries and these injuries that don't heal. That I'm freaked out going into spring training. Oh, I mean, we're, I'm still waiting. Someone needs surgery. We just don't know who it is yet. Yeah, how have we not like, heard yet? Someone, someone needs a February surgery that could have been done in November. Last year, the first two weeks of spring training, we had Judge essentially go down for what would have been three or four months. We had Seve who needed Tommy John, and then we had Stanton who was going down for whatever that was. Would have been two to three months. That was in that was in the first ten days of spring training. Like part of me is dreading next. Week. And we were supposed to be missing Hicks. You know, Hicks is yep. the, only Hicks. the second player to ever have Tommy John surgery and not miss a game. Right. I, we and we thought he was going to be the first, and there was some random, yeah, some the, random guy, like yeah. Brand- and, and Paxton from last year. Yeah, Paxton did the same thing. He had the surgery in like February. When he yeah. could have had it in, in November. So yeah, no, I'm worried. I'm definitely worried a little bit about that next week. But, um, you know, in, in terms of spring training, do you, do you feel ready? Are you ready to watch exhibition games and watch these workouts? Like, what are you looking for in terms of this spring training this year? So it's not like, I'm just, the, like, barrier for success is so, the bar for success is so low. Just show up, stay healthy. And then 
I worry about because it's fucking Tampa. It's fucking Champa Bay. They're, they're, you know, title town right now. And it's Florida. I'm worried about someone doing something stupid, putting himself at risk. Not even like an on the field injury. I'm just talking like, great. Now here's pictures of whoever it may be. You know, here's Luke Voigt at some fucking Bayside bar with no mask on. <laughs> you know, just something stupid like that. And Florida has no restrictions, pretty much it. I mean, you could, you could walk around without a mask, you can eat inside anywhere, you can kind of, you can kind of do whatever you want. It's going to take a lot of discipline by these guys to, to stay out of it. What, what I'm looking for, man, is the rotation. I'll be honest, because this is the most boomer bust rotation I've ever, I mean, you have Kluber and Tayon who have thrown, I don't know, combined five innings over the past two years. They could be stud number twos or they could not pitch the They could be injured. They could be injured in three seconds. You know, like, yeah, I mean, listen, we know what we have with Cole, right? So I just have to take any possibility of an injury for him out. Like, I can't even think of that. Um, and then beyond that, it's like, yeah, let's just see what we got. I mean, I believe that because, and I talked this when we did like our mini episode, Kluber is a grown ass man who's been very successful, who's coming back from an injury. Tyone is a Cole guy. You know, he's, they pitch in the minors together, like they, they've been together. And I think just having those three shifts the balance of power and the focus in the, you know, the pitcher's room, like, you know, the quarterback room where it's time for these younger guys to see this example. Like I get it. Like Derry Garcia, good. He talks to Pedro Martinez. That's fun and all that shit. But. You need to get in line with Cole's, you know, what Cole is doing, what our pitching coaches are doing. Like, get in that line. Seve is, you know, he's still going to miss half a season, but it's, you know, he's got to mature. And I got into it a couple weeks ago on Twitter because I said, you know, that I really like these moves because of this, because it shifts that balance. Like, How? Why does Seve need to mature? Oh, he missed a major league playoff game. Like you didn't the know start the time. time it started, and it, the, our fan base just wants to fucking defend these guys, like yes. to no end. Like, oh well, you know the coaching staff should have been on. No, because you're like a fucking twenty five year old man pitching in Yankee Stadium in the playoffs. You know when that starts. You need to have like I watch every Trevor Bauer vlog. He talks all about his preparation and shit, and you need to do that to be successful. So like, and then you know, then it gets, and they're like, "Well, that's not him." Oh, well, he wouldn't get in an MRI machine because yes, he was scared. Yeah, I was just, yep, I was gonna say like, that. so th- like that shit just does not fly. And you give Cole a full season of like being that alpha dog in that room. I do think he's gonna chase some people out. I think there are people who are not going to be up to the the gold standard that Cole is going to set. I'm not talking about performance. I'm talking about effort. I'm talking about mentally being focused. And I think there will be moves over the next like two years that we make because the alpha dog is not aligned with you. No, And I agree with you that look, that the room has shifted and it's more mature. My issue with this rotation, it's basically the same issue every year. It's always if, if Kluber can stay healthy and, and doesn't age too fast. If, Herman keeps his head on straight. If Montgomery takes another step, if Tyone doesn't need another Tommy John, you know what? We, we really only have one sure thing and it's always, if these four things break right, we'll have a great rotation. Yeah. I mean, Herman and Seve have been like good pitchers for half a season. 
Like that's another, you know, they have electric stuff, but your stuff, you know, it's like the Mike Tice saying like, oh, everyone's got plans. So you get punched in the face. Everyone's got electric stuff. till you put a Louisville slugger to it. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> everybody's shit's electric until fucking Manny Machado steps in the box. So they need to be ready to like step up their game. Like, I think it's so much like I talked about, I, I think I mentioned it on this show before, like my high school coach would say, you're going to make physical errors and that's fine. Mental errors are unacceptable. No, you know, and that's back in high school where like if the ball comes to you, where do I go with it? And shit like that just cannot happen at the major league level. And I feel like that, you know, that's where some kind of times guys focus are or, you know, Debbie gets like kind of overhyped. Montgomery is, you know, oh, he's throwing two miles an hour harder than he was before Tommy John. But, like, great. Let's miss some bats. Yes. Oh, for sure. And like, people are really high. People are really high on Montgomery. I'm still not 100% sold. People love comparing him to Andy, and they and they love talking him up. I'm just not sure about him. Not everybody's Andy and Pedro and all this shit. Like, Thank you. Like, yo, Jordan, <laughs> you. yo, Jordan Montgomery, just go out there and be Jimmy Key. Like, that's all I need, right? I need David Wells. Like, yeah, he threw a perfect game. But, like, I need a number three, a number four starter. And I need the best number four starter. Like, there was a point in time where CeCe was making ace money. You know, he was making big money at the end there. But in, like, 2017, it was like, oh, we have the best number five starter in the league because that's what he is. And we just need to accept that. Not everybody's an ace. Garrett Cole's the ace. I guess maybe Kluber's the number two right now. Cole's one, Kluber's two, Tayon's three, gotta think Montgomery's four. You think they're giving that fifth spot to Davey or Herman? How do you so, think that shakes out? So I think Herman is going to be, uh, there's gonna be some, you know, personal conversations that happen because it's not just about hitting his girlfriend at a CC event and abandoning the team in 2019 because of this. It's about, yeah, and I'm not trying to downplay that, but that's a thing that like between the court system, between whether it's counseling, whatever it is, I don't know what his relationship is with that woman. If they're still together, they're not because I don't care. I don't care about any of these people's personal lives. I care about the laundry. So if he is – so it's not about just that event, which is terrible and you know I think he paid a price. I think he'll continue to pay a price and all that. Um, but he then was like, he kind of like retired. Then he's working out in like an LA fitness in Tampa. Like, and then the dune buggy thing. Yeah. He's doing buggy accident. Yeah. He's doing like weird shit that is not focused on bettering himself as a person, as a member of society, then in turn as a baseball player and as a teammate. So you got to see where he is and like, how focused is he, you know, like on, he started off, he played in like the winter league and he had like two great outings and then it kind of went to shit. And he strikes me as a guy who like when things get going good, you know, it, it's tough when things are going good to keep your eye on the prize. It's very easy to get distracted by your success in pinstripes. Yeah. And he had a great, he had a great 2019, but let's not forget he was horrendous in, in 2018 In 2018. I, I could not stand this guy. I think he is ERA was in the mid fives and he, he had a lot of blowups early in the game and just, just took them completely out of games. You really have no idea what to expect. See, I mean, and pitching wise, Davey is kind of a similar, similar guy to me. He had a 4.9 last year. People were acting like he totally lit the world on fire. He flashed some stuff, but I'm really not sure. 
about either of these two in terms of what we're going to see on the mound, it, it almost feels like they're going to do not a six-man rotation, but it, it's almost going to be like, look, Cole pitches every fifth day as much as possible, and we're going to fill these other guys in, and they'll throw three innings here, four innings here. I, I don't think it's going to be a one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, five situation. I think the quote-unquote rotation is going to be all over the place. So – Someone from Bronx Pinstripes, I forget who, I like retweeted, wrote the order like Yankees should go with a six-man rotation. I can't think of a fucking worse idea than not pitching Garrett Cole as often as you can. And then, and I get it, where it's like, oh, well, it takes, you know, some pressure off the arms. Guys are coming back. We're, no, they're getting paid major league salaries. You fucking show up every fifth day and do your goddamn job. And if you can't, make that ab- abundantly clear early so we can move on. And get someone else. The idea of like, then we might as well just fucking let's just go seven and have Chad Green start a couple games. You know, like let's just have a fucking rotation. Meanwhile, and I don't know how it's going to shake out. And we're going to talk about him later. Bowers out here meeting with every team, tell him I I want to sign with the team who will think about letting me pitch every four days. So let's not go in the opposite direction. Let's get some fucking alpha dogs in the room because when you start doing this like six man rotation openers, um, even to a certain extent, the way we're heading into the, the season with a rotate with our rotation, the way it is. And hopefully it sorts itself out, uh, very clearly in spring training. It's like, ah, and, and it's part of the nature of a 162 game season of like, ah, well, let's just kind of do enough to get to the playoffs and then we'll get hot then, which has not worked for us. It hasn't worked because we're, they're not built to win in the postseason. And I don't want to get into, get into that right now. But in terms of these, in terms of these guys, your idea, look, I'd love to have five horses that can throw two, 200 innings each, but, but look at these guys. Kluber didn't pitch last year. Tyone didn't pitch last year. Herman didn't pitch last year. So we have a lot of guys that are going to be on innings limits. Clark Schmidt, if he pitches, is going to be on an innings limit. Davies Young, he'll be on an innings limit. Other than Cole, none of these guys are going to give you buck 90 or 200 innings they're just not but i don't think they're all going to stay healthy too so but like right if you have to skip a guy's spot in rotation because like hey we hit like you know maybe we hit the dog days of august and it's like let's skip you know davy two starts but then you got to worry about like confidence and and all that stupid shit where it's just like i just want to have the best 25 or it's not 26 guys that's all i want it's the same thing like you know, I don't want the best 75 guys. I don't want the best minor league system. We've had that. We've had that. Yeah. It's fun, whatever. Because that's all everyone's like, oh, Jason Dominguez, number one prospect in the world. The guy's never put on a fucking uniform. <laughs> I just want to win a World Series, Nick. That's all it is. I've been blogging about the fucking Yankees since I think it's like 2012. Like I'm, soon it's going to be a decade of doing this. And I used to write blogs at Barstool. I didn't do a Yankees podcast. I would all the time write, like, I can't believe I'm blogging a World Series. Because when you're in that spot, like, where, like, Hubs is right now, like, you can be, like, the guy for Yankee fans. And so many times I thought we were going to do it. And now I'm not the guy for Yankee fans, which I'm totally fine with. There are so many younger, better bloggers, harder working guys than me. I just want to see a fucking World Series so I can just, like, be happy. You know, I just want to cry tears of joy. I don't think you could have said anything to me that's more relatable or anything that, that I understand more. I'm in the same boat because it went from 2017, like, how many are we going to win? The future's so bright. To now I'm just praying that we get one because it's going to be fucking embarrassing 
if, if we come out of this core and, and get nothing. And like, if you give me one, you know, I, I don't, wouldn't admit this, but I'd be good for a while. We, we have, the last time we won, I was 16 taking the SATs in, in high school and I'm, I'm engaged and I'm 28 now. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, last time the Yankees won a World Series, were you a virgin? Yes, 16, yes. Look at that. You've done, you've done a whole life of fucking <laughs> since then. So much has changed. So much, man. So like, much. so much has changed. A different place. It's just like, yeah, I, like, to the same extent of like, yeah, I mean, obviously we get one, I'm gonna want another one, like, right away. But it's like, I just need one. I need one right now. And I need it in such a bad way. Cause, it's almost it, disgusting, yeah. No, it, yeah. It also used to be so. Like, I came to Philly in 2004. I had never met a Red Sox fan in my life, and I had two in the dorm room next to me. Now I've gotten a World Series since then, but it used to be like when they lose, and I was in like college. It was like, oh well, you know, you're going to hear it from all the Yankee haters all over. Now I gotta hear it from our fucking stupid fucking fans who don't get angry enough. Who just don't, who are like, well, we're gonna get fucking Trevor's story. Like, no, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. You can't tell me right now that we couldn't trade for Francisco Lindor, but now we're gonna go out and get seven shortstops. Glaber's the guy now, but next year we're gonna break the bank. Yeah, and it's almost like I... I feel bad. I feel bad for like if you if you're a Yankee fan like these these kids in high school that are on Yankees Twitter like you don't remember 2009. All you have is like the end of you know when Jeter and Mo were old. You, you get the farewell tours and then whatever this little run is, which has kind of been nothing. Like I'm almost at the fact that like I remember 2000 and I remember 2009, and I almost feel robbed because I didn't get the prime of the 90s dynasty like you did. I can't imagine being I don't know 16, 17 right now. Just telling every. Dude, just imagine being 15 years old and 15 living in in the Bronx, 15 living in the Bronx and kicking the shit out of the Mets in the World Series. Like, yeah, that must have been awesome. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. It was amazing <laughs> cuz those were the only other fans that you knew. Like I didn't interact with any other fans. It was fucking great. If you're a Yankee fan and you're Yankee, like your guy is Aaron Judge, you've had a shitty fandom. Like, that's all it is. 100%. Like, Jeter's 100%. my guy. Like, I had Jeter. You had Jeter. I've had Mariano. I've had all, like, all these fucking guys. I had Tino Martinez. I'll take Tino Martinez over Aaron Judge. Especially now that he blocked me. That that was breaking. The THC is kicking in. <laughs> is it Just so you know. Look, we're four, 47 minutes and change. You mentioned winning the World Series. It, to me... It's not even about like that night or, or the parade. It's about everything that comes after that for that next year. It's okay. You know, two, three weeks after you win the world series. Oh, you had a bad day. Something bad happens to you. You can reverse your mood in eight seconds by just remembering that we won the world series. It literally makes your entire next year, no matter what happens, all winter, the, the next spring, it, it just makes everything in life better and easier to stomach. And instead we just get, you know, at the end, October and heartbreak after heartbreak and just, being devastated for a couple of weeks and just, just give me one, man. Just give me one. And just, it's about believing in something, right? It's about believing in something and making like it just the payoff, the payoff of just like, whether it's your family business or restaurant or whatever you go out to start in, 
But like, this is the thing on the grand scale that like is just easy for everyone to do. And you get shit. Like, I never get shit from anyone about being a Yankee fan because I'm born and raised in the Bronx. I'm sure growing up at time, like you probably got shit from people. Even though your dad is, yeah. But it's like, you're not even from there. You're not even from there. You know, shit like that. Yeah, why do you like them? So when you get, like, you need that payoff. You need all, for all the shit we get for being Yankee fans and all the extra, like, everybody's looking to, like, take the shot at us when it's there. Now with the internet, like, you're interacting with all these fans. We need that. We need the one. Because that, once it becomes, like, once it became a decade, it was just like, what, like, what are we doing here? Why do you guys aren't even that good? No, it's weird. And you mentioned for me just growing up, one of the reasons I'm so knowledgeable about the Yankees and so into it is because I had to be because I was constantly defending them and growing up. Jeter's overrated. What you know? Oh one, I got shredded after we lost to Arizona. Oh four, I got shredded. And then obviously it was great beating the Phillies. Phillies in 09. But yeah, you want to justify it. The other thing, and I'm sure you get this, and I'm sure this pisses you off, is when people are like, "Oh, but you're wasting all that time just watching a." Watching a baseball game. There's 162. Why, why do you have to watch this game? There's another game tomorrow and you're not even doing anything. Like you're, we're still putting in effort. I don't care what anybody says. It's emotional energy. It's investment. It, it is effort and it is work. And I don't want to hear, I hate when people say that, oh, you're just sitting watching a dumb game. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, make it worthwhile for me one fucking time. You know? Time. Just one time make it better for me. Like, and that's what sucks is like these guys, like I get it. They have lives. Cause that was the thing that people were going to be like, Oh, should he be in the batting cage all the time? Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, or no, he should just be at home. Get in there. You have a, you have a privilege now. Absolutely right. They have to win. And I think me and you, we're just getting impatient, man. Cause like he's, what are we year? 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. We're going into year five of this quote unquote window. And I don't have to tell you that these windows don't last forever. And we are over halfway done. However you want to slice it. We are halfway through this window. We have nothing to show for it. And if I hear one more time that the playoffs is random and you just have to get there and it's an algorithm and it's just cybermetrics, that is the biggest losers mentality. That, that's the Billy Bean. Oakland A's loser almost mentality. I hate that. You build a team that can win in the postseason. Yeah. Like, I like. I don't care about anything else besides what I Like I said, I don't give a fuck about their families. I, like, I just don't give a shit. Just go out there and win. That's what you get paid for. That's why we pay a billion dollars for these goddamn games. I know. It's disgusting. I don't even want to think about the money right now. Speaking of money, by the way. Trevor Bauer essentially got a two-year, $85 million deal because the way the contract's structured, it's $40 million year one. He has an opt-out after year one, $45 million year two, but year three is $17 million, and he can opt out after year two. So he is, he is I doubt, I'd be shocked if he doesn't opt out after year two. So the guy signed a two-year, $85 million deal with the Dodgers. What did you think of his free agency process, that deal? I know you're a pretty big Bauer guy, so curious to that. So I'm a big Bauer guy, obviously, in his performance and um, in the way he interacts with fans and creates content as long as he's not on my team. If I if I could have Trevor Bauer's performance on the Yankees, of course. Uh, Trevor Bauer would have been such an awful fit for the New York Yankees. Oh, my God. It would have been a nightmare. It would have been terrible. 
And part of, so like, so credit to Rachel Luba, his agent, who gets so much shit for being a woman in sports. I watch her vlogs too. They don't give me quite the content that I'd like, but I don't know how much like she can, she can give. But while getting just like a rash of, you know, she's unqualified and all this shit, like she was getting a lot of shit. She comes out and she makes this huge deal. So good for her. I think the Bauer deal is so smart for him because obviously he gets $40 million this year, right? Economically, like we don't know where the world is going to be, especially with collective bargaining agreement ending. So no matter what they come up with, he's still getting his $45 million and has the ability, like let's say he got injured, he still is getting $17 million from back. Once you, and I don't know what he's made. I haven't looked it up. He's probably made 30 something million dollars already in his career, not if not that. more. Yeah. I'm going to look it up while I keep talking. But, um, he has like, once you have a hundred million dollars, like nothing else matters, you know, like literally like as a normal person. And I think like he tries to be, you know, he, he tries to stay, you know, somewhat like I'm a normal dude who's just like kind of weird. Um, he is, you know, you don't need anything. I worked for a guy who sold a company for a shit ton of money. He was super rich one time. And I was like, well, he had $150 million. And I said, what is it like to have $150 million? And he said, after 75 million, nothing matters. I could see that. So it's like, you know, who get like nothing, nothing matters anymore for him. Just fucking go out there, play, see what happens. And then, you know, if you get another opportunity to get more money, like do it. Also, like Bauer doesn't, he, he's not places for long. Like he's not long term anywhere. You know, he's just not, you, you know, like he could start butting heads and have to get out of there in a year. So having that opt out is good for him. Where are the Dodgers getting money? That's what I want to know. Because I keep hearing about how much money we don't have, and they're winning the World Series, and all I see is just like, oh, Mookie Betts, billion fucking dollars. Like, you got David Price. Like, you ate David Price's contract. You took David Price's shitty contract on to get Mookie Betts. You got the hot girl and her fat friend, and then you just went (laughs) out, like, you got a hot girl, her fat friend, and then you got the hottest girl the next night. What's going on everything's here? Come, everything's coming up roses for them. Look, when you win the World Series, you get to sell all those hats and all those DVDs and all those T-shirts. It's smart. And you know what's really sad? The Dodgers are what we used to be. The Dodgers are the most well-run organization. Yeah, they got a great old old stadium. It's a classic stadium. Everybody wants to play for them. They're smart. It, it's beautiful weather. Like it is the destination. It's not even a question. They've been the best team for the last, I don't know, 15 years and they finally won. To me, I never got in I never got invested into this free agency because I knew Bauer would never come to the Yankees. The over under for how much time that the Yankees spent discussing Trevor Bauer, if you said the over under at, I don't know, 25 seconds, I would take the under. Like well, I don't think they discussed it at all. I think anybody with a brain is just like that. It just won't work here. It just does not work. We do. We're not going to change for this guy. No. You know, I, I, I'm pretty good. $36 million he's made so far. But like now he's going to make more than three teams in a year. Is he worth that much? And if you also, is he worth that much? I don't know. But if you think about the way contracts normally are, it's like, oh, well, you've done all this like great 
you know, great performances. You're now getting a contract that partially pays you for what you've done in the past. Cause at the end of this, you're going to be shit. Trevor Bauer got a legitimate, like this is what contract should be. He will be worth 40 and $45 million over the next two years, most likely. And then maybe he'll be worth 17. I don't know. He can go back out there and figure that out. And they don't have to worry about his age 36 season. Yeah. Like we always do. Isn't it mind blowing that he's going to make $9 million more in year two than, than Garrett Cole will? Like 45 million annually. That is, that is insane. Like she did a hell of a job, Rachel Luba. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like he's 30. You know what? I don't think at 36 he's going to be making what Cole's making at 36. You know, it kind of yeah. all evens out. Yeah, that makes but this sense. is a more this is a fair deal. There'll be a point like with CC, like with pretty much with a Rod, with Jeter, where at the end you're like, we're paying this guy too much money. We're paying him for what he did in the past. They're going to go out there, and now you've got a guy who's going to get 40 million dollars, who's got a chip on his shoulder. And he's gonna go out there and like and and shove, and he's bad. He's at home, you know. The I, I don't know how like the glitz and glamour of L.A. isn't really for him. He just wants to like make his videos and build this like other company of his, and it works out, you know, to his benefit. So good for him. And let's not forget they're the smartest. They're the smartest baseball organization. I I, I don't think it's even close. It's sad because they we used to be that. Zero fucks given. We're going to spend whatever it takes. Oh, we just won. Doesn't matter. We're going to add Roger Clemens. We just won the pennant. We're adding A-Rod. Like that used to be us. And now we're complacent despite not winning. The Dodgers just won the championship and they're, and they're the ones with the zero fucks mentality. Let's bring everybody in. Kind of like what the Padres are doing. And, and we're the, oh, you know, we're going to, you know, give it a, that 80% effort. We're going to put together a solid playoff team and, and we'll see what happens. And, and it's a loser's mentality. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know how much of it is Hal, because like, yeah, the payroll's up there because we end up, you know, like you got to sign these contracts. I mean, we did a great job with DJ. Yes, DJ got hosed. Like, yeah. DJ got so much more money. <laughs> um, but like, really there's did. there's a real life comfort that he has by not having, you know, he doesn't have to ever worry about signing another contract, which I think you can uh, try to appeal to that. But then you, we have guys like, you know, Hicks, who's always, you know, I saw Hicks got a hole in one playing golf. The fuck are you doing playing golf, dude? You're fucking I don't back. I fuck about Hicks playing golf. I'm you're, so sick of the Hicks. Your back hurts golf. all the time. All the time <laughs> all your time. back hurts. And also, like, for Bauer, he has a house in, like, Scottsdale, and they do spring training in Glendale. Like, for spring training, he's going to get to sleep in the house he's been living in all off season. You know, it's like is, a, look, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer to go play for the Dodgers. That's that's what I would have done yeah. if I was from Southern I, California. If I was the Yankees, I would have – like I, if the Yankees gave him a one-year $40 million deal, I'd be through the roof. Anything more than one year of Bauer, it's like you're tied to like, – like, yeah, this is fun. Like Bauer is that girl who you date for a year, and at the end, she's going to break your TV. You know she's going to break your TV. <laughs> But you yeah. know what? It's going to be fun along the way. You're going to have some wild times. She's going to show you some stuff you've never seen before. But that TV that you have is going to be broken. Yeah, your parents might not like her. You know, you're not going to maybe necessarily bring her home to, to too many family dinners. But it, but it's going to be a wild ride. That, that is who Trevor Bauer is. Yeah, I mean, well you know what? Whereas Garrett Cole, you you bring him home to mom and dad. You bring Garrett Cole home to your mom and dad. 
you introduce them, you go home, and you're going to have maybe some hard doggy, and that's as far as it gets. But Trevor Bauer will blow you in the driveway outside your mom and dad's house <laughs> and then break your TV at the end of the season. <laughs> that TV is broken. Whether it's a, uh, a shoe through it or a knife, like, yeah, I mean – Bauer's gonna fight with your friends. It'll be all sorts oh, yeah. of drama, you know, oh. drunk drama, arguments. No, no, no. Bauer's gonna fuck your friends. <laughs> if this doesn't work out, he's going right to San Francisco. He's gonna go that or the Angels. Like that's it. He's start spite tour. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. Can't believe Aaron Judge blocked me. What a bitch. I mean, it, it was definitely after all the your, your trade campaign last year. That's definitely when it had to be, right? It was all the fucking facts. That's what it was. And you know what? Maybe I motivated him. I think he should have. I hope that he hits 60 home runs, unblocks me, and tells me to fucking go fuck myself. Like, yeah, you'll gladly. Yeah, you'll be like, gladly. like, go nuts. You know, let your haters be your motivators, Aaron. I was thinking, you know, 2020, I missed like a whole year of life. Like I, 2021, I'm out for more haters. I've been telling my wife, like I got a couple more haters, like the Cat Williams joke. I've been saying around my house. Can't wait to go upstairs and be like, I got one. I got Just one. Just feel some fucking Aaron Just judge. feel stuff. Yeah. Do it at the same time. Like, so this is very like inside, um, and, and very ahead, you know, ahead of things. But so I, I got this whole, <laughs> I got this whole dog thing, you know? And so I'm talking to literary agents, you know, because there's a story. We're talking about kids' books and stuff like that. And, you know, so I'm I'm taking meetings, having these conversations. Uh, and they're like, all right. So, you know, they try to feel you out as a person, you know. And I'm just like, listen, I'm not looking to retire off this. Like, I know this is a thing. I think, it, you know, I just think it'd be cool if I had a kid's book that my daughter was in and she was in that. Da, da, da. And then I always say, and one thing that, like, and because I've looked into, like, it's not that hard to become, like, a best-selling author um, for one week. I'm like, and the other thing is, I'd like to achieve that because it could be a Tuesday against the Brewers. I don't care. Local guy from the Bronx, saves animals, da-da-da, writes a book. Put the story together however you want. I want to throw out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium. And now, the first time I met you, you told me that you wanted to. First, that was the first thing I've been working on for you. Said to me, is you that, wanted to throw out the first pitch of Yankees. Stadium. That's what stadium. I started stadium meets to do that, and I got single A and double A. We were supposed to do triple A last year. Like it was, we were setting it up. Um, you know, and I started that as like I could work my way through the system, but yeah, and now it's just like so. <laughs> it would be so funny if I got to meet the team and be like Aaron, let's talk about this. <laughs> You know, hey, I guess I didn't order it Aaron's way. <laughs> I'm so sick of those commercials. Uh, the Jersey Mike's. I've never even had a Jersey Mike sub. I've heard it's basically Yeah, just because you're not fucking garbage. Because you're not a garbage person. If you like <laughs> Jersey Mike's, you are trash. You are fucking <laughs> trash. Like, you might as well get on the Jersey Turnpike because you like Roy Rogers, and that's the only place you can go. <laughs> like, I don't so, think they have Jersey Mike's. In, I've never seen one in, in Philly, really. They have one. I don't know if they still have one, but they have, they had one in um, 30th Street Station. And I only know this because uh, when I lived in New York, I worked for an advertising agency, and some people were going to a trip down here. Like, they were coming down for a meeting. And someone was like, oh, yeah, Frank said we got to get uh, <gasps> cheesesteaks. 
because we're going to Philly. So he took us to this place. It was right in the train station. It was great. Jersey Mike's. And I was like, yo, you are absolute trash. You are. I told this lady was a director in the company. I was like, you are trash. Like that is so trash. I also had, because you work, you know, when you work in advertising, everyone's like fresh out of school. So this one dude, uh, who I'm still friends with, he, you know, and right at school, you're making no money. You're trying, you know, you're in New York. You're trying, you know, th- some people are buying Coke. Like your money goes, you know, you walk out of your apartment in New York, leave a hundred dollar bill on the corner because that's, you know, that's gone automatically. And it's gone he, in an hour. And he, um, would sign up uh, for Jersey Mike's. <laughs> you get, there's one in the financial district. You get a free sandwich on your birthday. So once <laughs> a year, he would have, he'd be like, yeah, I got lunch for free. And I'm like, that's the fucking worst. Like, what a depressing birthday meal, too. Of all yeah, I think he didn't do it like on birthday his birthday. Meal. It was like you had like the week or whatever. But I was just okay. like, that's so like, that's so bad. That's just so bad. To yeah, I would never Jersey Mike. I actually asked my wife the other night. We were uh eating dinner. I, maybe we were, eating dinner. we were sitting around. I, go, I got a question for you, and she's like, "Oh, great. Where's this going to go?" And I just go, "Do you think you're ever going to eat Subway again in your life?" And she was like, no, definitely not. I will never have Subway again in my life. I would occasionally – I haven't had Subway in years, but every once in a while I would get it because like it's kind of like sometimes you want pizza. Sometimes you want Domino's. Those are two different things. Like sometimes you want a sandwich. Sometimes you want Subway. And I just don't think I'm going to – because now if I wanted Subway, I'd go to Wawa. Wawa is way better. Did you know all of the cold cuts, the deli meats at Subway or Turkey? I've heard that before. At the bottom of of the bottom of the menu, it says all cold cuts are turkey based, and the ham is ham flavored turkey. Essentially, you want a, a a similar fun fact, not Subway related. Yeah, all the cheese in Yankee Stadium is vegan. What? All the cheese in Yankee Stadium is vegan. There's no milk in it. Nope. Because there are people, there are people who are like, I can't, you know, I want to follow. So it's easier to just do everything vegan than not. So the, like the nacho cheese on the fries and all that is. Yeah, apparently vegan. it's vegan. It's even somehow more disgusting than I pictured it. No, it's actually like healthier. I was like, oh, well, that's pretty good. I did because I did the like the Impossible Burger, Beyond Burger, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, was like, that a oh, Bear Burger one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh I did it with Colleen, who's having a baby like any minute now. Andrew's having a baby like any minute now. It's a next generation, next the, era. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, this tincture works. <laughs> Feeling having, good? We're having a good time. Um, fucking Aaron but Judge. This is Silly Goose time. Yeah, fucking, fucking Aaron Judge. Uh, what else do we have? Anything else? I think I'm good, man. I'm ready for, I'm ready for next week. I'm ready to, ready to get this party started again. So, what's today's the ninth? So yeah, they show up like early next week. Seventeenth, I think, is the report day. And then I saw today, it's my birthday. first game. They're going to televise February twenty seventh. First game, spring training, and they'll be on TV. I think that's a Saturday. I heard there. I don't know. Like I, I heard the schedule is possibly probably going to be reworked into at least for Florida. Oh, they're going to do bubble for spring yeah, training. East Coast. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I mean. 
I don't know the difference between fucking driving over to Daytona if you're in Tampa. Like, it's all fucking gross. It's all Florida. But yeah. Did you read some of the rules there? Like, it, I, I was reading something they can end the game after five innings. Like, there's all these weird rules they're training? adding this year. Yeah, because of COVID. Where yeah, you like, know what? I, managers want to end the game in the sixth inning. They I'm fine with that. And yeah. what plays into that, though, is my understanding is that it's only major leagues and AAA at spring training. And then when they leave, double A and single A will show up. Um, and so when you think about like some of these games that you see that it gets, you know, it's the sixth inning and it's like, here's a bunch of guys who played single A, like who, you know, who gives a shit, especially it's a road game. So that makes sense to me. Yeah. And it's, if it's for safety and look, the last thing we need is somebody getting hurt in one of these stupid fucking spring training games. Just get me to April 1st. Get me to April 1st. Uh, when do you think we will be in, uh, in Yankee Stadium? Uh, I'll say June. June? That's what I was thinking. Do you think that it's like June 12th? I got a calendar in front of me. When the Yankees are in Philly. Do you think we will be at those games? That's uh, the 12th and 13th. If we get a if we get a suite, then yeah. I think there might be different rules for for that that type of that let type me, of situation. Let me tell you what these fuckers down at Citizens Bank Park with their running here. I'm tr- I'm trying to buy a suite, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to buy a suite, and they're like, "Listen, so it looks like they can't guarantee yet, but they're like, it looks like the only way we're going to sell suites." Is if you buy like three suites, like you have to buy what? suites for two other Phillies games. Oh my god, dude! The Orioles were trying to do that. Remember last year, you couldn't buy opening when we thought opening day was going to be yeah. in Baltimore. You had to buy a five pack to go to opening day. I hate when 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 we're the visiting team and these small and these smaller teams do that to us. It's so annoying. I'm just trying to come throw a little money around, let everyone dude, know yeah. I'm doing all right. Who are they and who are they going to get to do? Corporate, That's ridiculous. It's corporate. You're pricing out the common fan, Phillies. But then you got to buy a suite again on Tuesday night against the Pirates for a Pirates-Phillies game or something. Uh, uh. I don't care if it's against the, the Braves or Mets on a Saturday night. I don't, still don't want to go, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, again, I've turned down a lot of, uh, I've turned down a lot of Phillies games. Over I used the to go Just when cause... I was younger. Like in college, I would go. Like my first year, like the 2005 season. I, I went to like 25 Phillies games. I never sat more than like 15 rows from the field because no one was there. Nobody early. To, but to me, it's like, it's not even about the Philly. It's a great park and stuff, but I can't go. I'm not going to go watch another baseball team while my team's playing. Like, like to me, that's just stupid. I'm not going to miss a Yankee game on TV to go to a Phillies game. I will go to a Phillies game if I went for Bark at the Park because I was filming Stadium Meets. Um, or if it is, if like, I gotta really like the crew that's going. Like, if someone organizes a phenomenal tailgate, and it's gotta be really, I mean, you've been the stuff that I put together. I put a lot of care into it. Someone else has to do that, put a lot of care into it, have like, good food. Not just like, oh, Jimmy's got his, like, a grill in the back <laughs> of his car. Like, I'm talking, like, someone put something together, someone that has a pride in this, the keg's not gonna get kicked, you know, a half hour in, whatever, you know, make it nice. And then I'll probably leave after the tailgate if I'm being honest. But, you know, I think about it. I'm thinking about buying – It's fun tailgating down there. I'm thinking about – so since like now I bought a house. I am – you know, I'm in I'm, – well, I'm going to be living in Jersey. But like I'm Philly now. 
I'm obviously never going to turn on the Yankees. I grew up a Giants fan. I think Eagles fans are disgusting. I don't care about hockey. So I think I'm going to become a Sixers fan. Like I moved you. The Sixers are the, are the most likable Philly team. So I think I'm, I think I'm going all in and buying season tickets. Like first level, first level season tickets. Um, I've, I've looked it all up for next season. Like the season that's going on now, I'm not going to compete to like get, you know, some of the spots. But yeah, I think for the next season, that's going to be my move to get into like the Philadelphia sports scene. That makes sense. I mean, it's 41 games. I'll probably sell 35 of them. (laughs) You know? Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll sell the LeBron tickets to pay for the rest of them. The rest of the season. Yeah. The first. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think that's all we got. I mean, we're back. We're back every week. Every Wednesday, you're going to have a show from now until the end of the season when we're, (laughs) yeah, like, and then we are, then we'll take our, our break again. We are, I'm excited for the season because I like to think that come, whether it's August, September, whatever it is, like we can have like a, a real like events again, you know, we can do a Bronx pinstripes event. We can have a lot of people at Billy's. I am stacking up shirts like, just to, to wear, like I've got, I'm getting custom shirts made. Ooh, I'm, okay. I, I'm buying 1998 World Series t-shirts. Oh, like, those vintage ones are cool. Yeah. I am going to be, I mean, Scott's probably going to be like, can you just wear one of our shirts one time? But I am just planning for people to ask me, where'd you get that shirt? So I could tell them I am custom head to toe. Screaming at Billy, screaming over a random song at Billy's. Screaming. There's nothing better. You know what? Hey, guys, let's do a little vis- visualization. Let's everyone, everyone close your eyes. All right. Picture it's a Saturday. It's about 417. The Yankees just won a game that probably took too long. It's August. It's fucking hot. You get into Billy's. You're trying to fight. You get a drink. You Maybe it's from a tub girl. Maybe it's from the bar. Either way, she's got a donk. Because you know they're bringing in A-plus all-stars. And then the music changes, and all of a sudden, they start playing Pop That by Drake. And now we're celebrating. We just won. They're playing Pop That? Uh, it's a vibe. That is a vibe. Like, you can fucking – oh, man, now i got to play Pop That. I should really start prepping these by not doing drugs during the show. But, like, <laughs> I mean uh, – Yeah, five, four shots of Jameson. You want one too? Five, make it. Mira, mira, mommy, mira, mira. Five, five. Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light. Y'all, let's do this. You want to go smoke a cigarette upstairs after? You're fucking sick, dude. Yo, yo, we're going up there. Yeah. Yo, Andrew, we're going up upstairs. I'm gonna smoke one. Oh God, it's a vibe. Work, 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 work. So that's what we got for you guys this week. You can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. Nick's face is red. Nick, we gotta work on you laughing into the microphone. You know, sell my jokes. <laughs> so, but your face, you look like someone's choking you out right now. This was a fun. This was a good one. You can follow me at JJ from the Bronx, uh, unless you're Aaron Judge because you can't follow me. Um, you follow the show at George's Box Pod. Let me throw a thing out there. Nick, we have not discussed this. Um, I really should start talking to you before. 
We need some help with this show. I think we are a silly goose time. We're having a great time, right? But we, neither one of us has the time. It's either time or capability to like rip clips and tweet them and shit like that. And that's, you know, a big difference maker. So we're looking for someone to help us with that. And now it's not just that, like, cause we've had some interns and, you know, they, you know, life gets in the way. So what I'm thinking makes the most sense is that this doesn't become like a full on three person show, but you'll be here when we record. So you know everything that's going on. And then maybe you have a segment. Like, yeah, whether chime in. Like, you ask yeah. us, you ask us something, whether it's a stat boy type thing, like, hey, here's all the stupid things you said, Jack. Um, or whatever it is. So you can DM me at JJ from the Bronx on Twitter, or you can, um, email me. I think it's JJ at BronxPinstripes.com. I will probably never check that email, but you can send it there. If you think like, hey, yeah, I could fucking be on a podcast with you guys for, you know, at least like, a, you know, a part of it, I can rip clips. We don't need you to edit the show. We have someone who does that out of California. Shout to him. Um, but, if you can, if you want to do some of that other stuff, you have an idea, like, we're always looking for it, you know, and we're not just looking for guys. Like, to be honest, I'd prefer if it was uh, a, a woman, a girl. I think there's not enough uh, of those voices in this space. So, yeah. Nick, do you have any objection to that? No, I think that sounds great. We need, and we, like you said, we need to do the social media, like, whether, whether it's laziness or time or both, which is probably a combination. No, I think somebody tweeting out highlights, chiming in on the show once in a while, I think that'd be good. And let me tell you what it pays. It pays nothing. It pays <laughs> nothing at all. No no money. Um, not right now. At least, who knows? It could end up being money at some point. But uh, you'll get to go to a bunch of Yankee games for free. Like, we, we do a lot of stuff. You get to come to all the stuff. We do all the things. It's fun. You guys become a part of it. So if uh, you hear this and you're interested in it, let us know. Uh, spring training next week. We're excited. We got to get through this season, be smart, be safe, be healthy so that we can win this goddamn World Series we need and we can see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.